As for the less well-known writers I brought in, none of their creativity impressed him. At the same time, Tutti Camerata and I had been working with Bob and Dick Sherman on songs for Annette to record, but I had not suggested the Shermans to Walt as I thought they were to rock and roll for his taste. While Walt did not involve himself creatively in the record company, he was still very much aware of what we were doing. One day he called me. These Sherman boys that you have writing songs for Annette, are they any good? I replied that I thought they were very good for what they were doing. Walt then said, I'm going to make a film in England with Annette. There's a spot for a song. Do you think the Shermans would be interested? Needless to say, they were very interested. The picture was to be called The Horse Masters, and it was about a riding school in England where the kids' regimen was rigorous, and their only relaxation was an occasional evening sing-along in the dorm. I set the stage for the Shermans, and they brought Strummond's song in one Monday morning to play for me. I thought it might do. Walt's Monday mornings were always very busy, and it was very difficult to catch him. But on the off chance he might be available... I called his office and explained to his wonderful longtime secretary, Dolores Vogt, that I had a couple of songwriters with a song to demonstrate. Amazingly, he could see us. So in we marched. Walt asked us to sit down, poured coffee all around, and began the story of the picture he would soon be making with Haley Mills that would ultimately be called The Parent Trap. After a few minutes, I interrupted, which was not always a good thing to do when Walt was talking. Sorry, Walt, I said. Wrong picture. The boys have written a song for the film you were going to make with Annette. The Horse Masters was the furthest thing from Walt's mind that morning, and he was so annoyed we were practically ushered out. But I took my courage in my hands and said, As long as they're here, maybe you'd like to hear the song anyway. Walt agreed, and Dick sat down at the piano, his knees knocking in tempo, while Bob stood beside him and sang the lyrics. Walt was looking out the window and drumming his fingers on his desk. When they were finished, Walt said, I guess we can use that. He made motions to indicate the interview was finished. But old Jim had his foot in the door. As long as the boys are here, I said, maybe you'd like to give them a crack at the songs for the Haley Mills picture. Walt agreed and began to describe the picture and Haley's part in it, drawing a blueprint for the two songs he wanted. Haley plays twins in this film, and I want her to sing a duet with herself. She's a natural-born clown, and I want her to be able twice over to clown around with the song. It can be a kind of takeoff on rock and roll. Uh, the other song is Brian Keith and Maureen O'Hara's theme. It should be World War II vintage and a kind of schmaltzy ballad. Several days later, the Shermans bounced in for a meeting with me, Walt, and director-screenwriter David Swift. The Shermans had written the two songs. The first for Haley was... Let's Get Together, and it was just what Walt was looking for. The second song was For Now, For Always, and Walt liked it too. It was an exciting and highly successful meeting. Just as the Shermans were leaving, Walt asked them if they had ever heard of Mary Poppins. They had not. He handed them a couple of Mary Poppins books that were on his desk and said, Read these and see if you can find any music in them. About two weeks later, the Shermans asked for a meeting with Walt. They had read the books, found lots of music in them, and had already written two songs, Feed the Birds and Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Walt liked the songs very much. After the meeting, I returned to my office and soon got a call from Walt. I like these boys, 
he said. I think I can work well with them. I'd like to put them on payroll, but they want too damn much money for staff songwriters. Your music company is going to benefit from all these great song copyrights. They are sure to produce, so I think you should bear half their salaries. Needless to say, I agreed. It was his company and his money. I didn't own any part of the music company, but Walt was a great one for pushing production costs on pictures into non-production departments so the music company was charged with half the Sherman salaries the first year they were on staff. When Walt gave the Shermans the Mary Poppins books to read, he didn't own the motion picture rights to the stories. Now that the Sherman songs had convinced him that Mary Poppins was a picture he must make, he went after the rights. The Mary Poppins books were written by a very talented English lady named Pamela Travers. Several offers had been made to her for theater and motion picture rights, but she had turned them all down.